Hello, you are listening to Omnitalk's Retail Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group, Avalara, Williot, TGW, and Sezzle. Ranked in the top 10% of all podcasts globally and currently ranked the number one podcast in all of retail by Feedspot, the Retail Fast Five is a podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week too. Today is January 17th, 2024. I'm one of your hosts, Dan Mazinga. And I'm one of your other hosts, Chris Walton. And we are here once again to discuss the most important headlines from the past week that highlight how the physical, digital, and human elements of retail are coming together to shape the future. Chris, I am barely surviving in New York City. Uh, how are you doing here? I can't, I don't even know my first name. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I didn't realize you were that tired. Oh my God. Oh, oh. yes, everyone. We are live from New York. We're in our hotel room. So we're going to apologize in advance for the audio, any random loud noises that happen to creep into this podcast throughout the day. But but yeah, we're here, Anne. I mean, what are your, what are some of your favorite memories? I'm curious. Like, what, what are your favorite moments from the show? I mean, I feel like it was just, again, so many people who are listening and who are in Omnitalk land that just took the time out of their very, very busy schedules. NRF, there's so much going on here, but took the time to come to see us, even if we didn't get to connect, but so many messages of support. I, that to me is always like get, keeps me motivated to get up for day five and struggle through trying to read just plain English and <laughs> do our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's for sure my highlight. But what about you? Yeah, for me, totally the same. Totally, for, totally the same. And I actually would love to highlight a few people as well that did that. That meant a lot to me, like Lee Dunbar meeting yes. him for the first time. Especially when you come by the booth while we're live streaming, and you try to find us. That shows us that. It means so much to us, everyone, and so thank you for that. And Mark, Mark Moyu, who I hope I'm saying your name right, who who's from the Nvidia, who came in and, and sat down with me for five or ten minutes, talking about his podcast on AI that he's doing and how he loves ours. And so it's great to meet him. And then the other the other guy I want to call to is the guy that we met at like two thirty on the last day of the show that we're rummaging through the trade show hall, and he had his bad oh, job yes. backwards. So I have no idea what his name is, but I'm sure he's listening. And so thank you as well. But but Ann, even with that said, though, I am. He he got introduced to us from Billy Christensen from the uh, yes. A&M Consumer and Retail Group. So thank you for coming up and seeing us. That was yes, awesome. yes, yes. So yeah, so so yeah. But even with all that said, I still feel like I feel like I didn't perform at my top level, and because I feel like I missed out on one key opportunity. And you know, we had Andy Laduato on from Vitamin Shop, the CEO of Vitamin Shop. And I forgot, I can't believe this. I'm going to lose my, my journalist card. I can't believe I forgot him how to correctly pronounce the word shop. I mean, seriously, is it shop oh. or shopé? I mean, I left the talk audience hanging without finding out the answer to that question. I think I, he I, told you when he said, my role at the vitamin shop is <laughs> chief operating oh, officer. Oh, yeah. Instead oh, of yeah. shoppy, I work at the vitamin shopé. Oh yeah, you're right. I guess I, I guess I figured it out by default. And yes, okay, everything is good at the world. Don't worry, don't worry. You're totally fine. You're totally fine. All right. Well, and I think we got to get this show started because we got to catch a flight here in about two hours. So, but before we do, do you have any any big announcements? Because I think I think I think we do have a big announcement. Yes, week, right? we get to announce Chris this month's Omnistar. Our Omnistar Award recognition is given out every month in partnership with Corso to recognize the top. Retail operators driving the change that matters most. Corso's AI co-pilot coaches retailers to optimize store performance at every level. 
You can transform retail operations from data overload into data powered. And this month's Omnistar Award, Chris, drumroll please, <laughs> goes to Susan Eshelman, the SVP Product Management and Technology Strategy at American Eagle for her work and role in partnering with Radar and in bringing computer vision into an apparel experience to help improve store operations. Congratulations, Susan. You're our Omnistar for the month of January. Congrats, Susan. That's awesome. All right, Chris, let's move on to the headlines. All right. Today's Fast Five headlines are brought to you with the help and support of our friends at Shop Talk. So let's talk about Shop Talk and really let's quickly. Let's do it. First, you and I are going to be there. You can catch us on stage. We're part of an, an agenda featuring 65 sessions and 230 speakers. They'll challenge the status quo and provide genuine insights without sponsor bias, which is why we particularly love this show. Plus, the moderators like us are all neutral third parties. Shop Talk is quite possibly the single best investment of your time and your budget this year. It's the only event in retail featuring a speed dating style meetings program, and people love it. 90% of meetings got an A-plus rating last year, and with the average attendee being director level and above, you're meeting people leading retail into the future. And don't forget the 900-plus sponsoring tech companies, the receptions, the social activities, and of course, my favorite, the annual beach party where there is always a surprise guest. And I think last year was a white party, right? And didn't we all have to wear white to that beach party as well? Yes, it was, you're white right. was encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I, I donned my best whites, and I know you did too. So each time you hear us talk about Shop Talk going forward, I hate to tell you guys, but the tickets are going to become more expensive. Prices uh -oh. increase on Friday, and they're going to stop taking VIP applications in early February. But if you're not, retailers and brands can use our code OMNITALK, A-M-N-I-T-A-L-K, and save an extra 10% off. Oh, I said A-M-I, didn't Yeah, I? yeah. Oh, yeah, that was wrong, Ed. I can't even, I am so tired too, I can't even spell OMNITALK. O-M-N-I-T-A-L-K. And I'm guessing everyone listening to this probably knows how to spell it as well. But you can use our code and save 10% off the current rates. And you can also Google Shop Talk at any time to learn more. Chris, right. this is like prepping the like when you're on vacation and you have to book your next vacation while you're on that vacation so you have something to look forward to. You're at NRF, you're about to leave, book your shop talk ticket so that you're excited, you you're ready to go. You're you're totally refreshed and ready as we will be for shop talk. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I just hope we can actually say the right company's name in this <laughs> podcast and that is that is my goal. I don't I don't care how insightful this podcast is. I don't care how funny it is. I just hope I say the right company's name as I'm oh reading the God. next headlines. All right. Today, we've got news on Amazon taking its just walkout tech to hospitals. Walmart expanding drone delivery in Texas. CBS closing some of its target pharmacies. Sam's Club bringing AI receipt verification to its stores. But we begin today with big generative AI news out of Walmart, Ann. That's right, Chris. Walmart unveiled new Gen AI search technology at CES last week. And according to Reuters, the world's largest retailer launched a new Gen AI search tool developed by combining Microsoft's AI models with Walmart's shopper data to enable shoppers to search for more products using specific use cases instead of by brand names or items. So shoppers will be able to search using terms such as a football watch party, Oh yeah, the, like for the big game, oh, oh, uh, right? Or or 
help me plan a unicorn theme party for my child and receive a curated list of products instead of individually searching for chips, wings, and balloons. The feature currently available to iOS users will be rolled out to its website and Android app users later this year, Walmart said. Chris, um, as you were trying to gain composure when you were standing next to your man crush, John Ferner, he mentioned this new investment that uh, Walmart just launched. What are your thoughts on it? Yes, he did. Yeah, we talked to him extensively about it at the show. It was great. Great seeing John for the second year in a row, too, but great to have him back. Um, my thoughts on it are a, a couple things. Like, really, like I love that I love that Walmart's going in feed first on this. I love that they're trying to be innovative. I love that they're trying to be the first to market with with an approach like this. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we learned at at NRF, at, this was both I, this was loud and clear at NRF. Is you know we're not even at mile one of the Gen I Gen AI marathon. I think yeah. we're at, it's like six a.m. and the race hasn't even started yet, yeah. right? That's yeah, that's the key thing here. And so, so I applaud the experimentation. But my big question is, is this the expression of Gen AI commerce that consumers actually want? Mm-hmm. And by that I mean the search bar already exists. Consumers know how to use it. And so while these sound bites of unicorn unicorn parties and Super Bowl parties sound great it means customers are still going to have to change their behavior and how they're used to interacting with the search bar that they've been doing for almost 30 years now. So so what that tells me is that in the long run for this to work, there's going to have to be some type of new UX that comes about that people are going to gravitate towards and to adopt. And that to me feels like more of a revolutionary idea here than an evolution of how we use the search bar as how this is being pitched or how it was pitched last week at CES. So net-net, I applaud the first effort, but I don't think it's going to be enough. But hey, you got to make an effort. So I like it. A little late for the effort. Yeah, I agree, Chris. I think you almost have to look at this initiative differently. I think it's pitched Mm. to the public as, yes, this is like, you know, empowering consumers to be able to shop more naturally or how they might walk up to an associate inside of a Walmart and say, I'm trying to throw a unicorn birthday party for my kid. Where's the unicorn stuff? You know, like that that kind of interaction. And so my thought is like, if you kind of reset and think about this as, okay, what kind of data is Walmart going to be able to gather online from an environment that would that would typically be happening in store? And then how do they learn to even just recategorize or improve search or more importantly to like add item attributes that will help people find this regardless of how they're searching. So for me, it's more of a data collection play. And then as consumer adoption, you know, starts to unfold and as people become more comfortable because, you know, Gen AI is in their cars, like we saw at CAS last week, like it's in their, you know, their day-to-day lives so much more, then that becomes more common and Walmart's set up for success there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's another great point because we interviewed... I mean, I think we did like 19 interviews all told it in a rough and a number of them, which is why we're so tired, but which with, but a number of them were with IT executives, senior, senior level IT executives. And the one consistent through line that all of them said, when you talk about what makes a good omnichannel foundation is great item data. It was the first thing Alatira said uh, mm-hmm. of Tractor Supply Company. Yeah. And you're right. Like, even, even if you try to do this, you could have the best search in the world. Like algorithmically, but if your item data is crappy, it's still not going to return the results that you want to make it easier for people to shop for that unicorn party. So hopefully, I'm sure Walmart understands that and is trying to do the best they can to fix that. But that's another key piece to make these types of things work.
All right. Headline number two, Amazon's Just Walkout technology has rolled out to hospitals with badge pay for doctors, nurses, and healthcare staff. According to an Amazon press release, St. Joseph's Candler at its Candler Hospital campus in Savannah, Georgia, is the first U.S. hospital with a Just Walkout technology store and the first location to offer badge pay capability. And we yeah. talked about this badge pay thing with the VP of Amazon Just Walk Out, John Jenkins at NRF. Couldn't hear from a better source. What do you think of this news? I, I just, before we jump into the headline, I have to pause and say, like, John Jenkins interviews was one of the most mind blowing interviews that you and I feel like have done in a very long time. Like, thank you to John. For yeah, ever. Yeah. To stop by. What a great human being. So kind. And also just just so it's so crazy to just think about the possibilities that are out there and my favorite quote you you kind of alluded to it in the first headline but my favorite quote from you from this whole conference was you know john said it's always day one at amazon and you corrected him almost and saying you're it's 6 a.m on day one of of amazon in regards to just walk out technology and i think that's so so true um and i think the my favorite part of this is the flexibility that it shows Amazon is capable of putting putting a just walk out technology uh, format in a hospital so that healthcare workers have access to better food um, when they're working so hard. Great choice market was one of the first to do that. Like I think making mm -hmm. these ty this types of technology um, to give access to those healthcare workers is so so wonderful. But my favorite part is what John said about. It's it's about allowing those healthcare workers who pay with their badges for everything to be able to use the same payment format that they're comfortable with to go into just walk out to go to their cafeteria to pay for parking all the things that they have to do and that to me just shows the true flexibility and agility of Amazon and how they can take this technology pretty much anywhere um, and have it allow for a more frictionless convenient experience for consumers. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, and, and thank you for the kudos too. That was super nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I I I agree with you. The points the the points that I would add here is, and I the John Jenkins interview was I thought and no, and we did a ton of great interviews, but this one was like a plus. So if you haven't yes. listened to it, everyone, I encourage you go on LinkedIn, find it. It was in the newsletter on I put it in the newsletter on 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 Tuesday as well. You can find it there if you subscribe to Omni Talk. But there were two parts of it that really stood out to me. One was just him talking about, you know, like you said, we're very early with just walkout technology and Amazon really thinks that at some point this will become the future. But the second piece was how they attack the market and how they're thinking about attacking yeah. the market with deploying it to its best use cases. And so yeah. he outlined four of them, I think, right? And I don't remember all four of them off the top of my head, especially because I'm okay. like so tired. There's but a video. The There's a video. Go to the video. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But the two that really stood out to me that I think are really important is one is one is throughput. Like, right. There are times where it's not just about eliminating lines. It's also about making the lines faster. Yeah. So that was the event use case, like where like where there's so many people in line for a beer that you can't get the beer. And therefore, like you need to get that throughput quickly. And the other one is is the hospital use case. Right. Like mm -hmm. you have overnight operations. You still have people working there. They still yep. need to eat. They don't want to. They don't want the option of going to the vending machine and getting vending machine coffee or a vending right. machine sandwich, which is one reason I could never even work in that because 
it just wouldn't work for me. I That's it, it. The sandwiches, the right, yeah, lack like, of access that, to sandwiches. Yeah, like that ham and cheese sandwich and like the little plastic like triangle thing. Right? Yeah, right. Like, like that, that's what they're forced to eat. And so, yes. and so you can't staff those operations. And so that's why they think it particularly works right there. So it, the interview just also talked, it just showed me how brilliant Amazon is at designing things like this. It, it, they just understand how to solve consumer friction points and how to attack the market with real business ideas. And so it gives me more credence to believe, as you and I have, that this thing is real. It's coming. It's just a question of when. Yeah, I loved that. Love it. So check out that interview for sure. Um, all the interviews are all on uh, Omnitalk's Omnitalk.blog and also on our uh, there on our LinkedIn page. So go check those out. All right, headline number three: Walmart has expanded drone delivery to Texas. Chris, believe it or not, it's here. According to the Wall Street Journal, Walmart will partner with Wing, a unit of Alphabet, and Zipline, a global drone delivery company that works with healthcare providers and others as part of the expansion. Walmart currently offers drone delivery in a limited way in Dallas, and after the expansion, drone delivery from Walmart will be available to about 75% of the Dallas-Fort Worth population, Walmart told the journal. Chris, this is also where A&M has decided to come in and put you on the spot this week. Are you ready? Oh my God, yes. Okay. Drones, yes, we're doing okay. drones, huh? They're putting me on we're the spot We're talking drones. drones again. They Let's know this is a trigger moment for us, so you got to be careful because you never know what's going to come out of this. But AM wants to know, Chris, do you believe the words of Walmart's partners, Wing and Zipline, who suggest, quote, 2024 is the year of drone delivery, end quote? Or do you still think there are fundamental issues with large investments here? Got the inflection wrapped up a little bit too early. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, drone man, delivery. Drone delivery. Uh, you know, I actually, 2024 might be the year. You know, I'm, I, I'm wow. coming around on this one, Ann. I'm coming around. I mean, we interviewed, uh, you know, we interviewed uh, Walmart's SVP. We interviewed Walmart's SVP of Innovation and Automation, Pratibha Rajashekar, about drones specifically. The, she's the woman to talk to. She's the one in charge of this. And it's got me rethinking the whole concept. And it's got me rethinking the whole concept for a couple of reasons. One. Let me know. Tell me why. First of all, she told me that the drone delivery is now going in the next two months. She told us, I don't, this hadn't been reported before. She told us that it's going to be an option on the product detail pages. You'll remember if you followed us closely, previously, it's only been an option. You can only try out drone delivery if you place the order via a separate web experience. So, like, you had to actually go and do that. So it's so it's not like it's very widely available as much as it potentially could be available for like the delivery options are available, but finding it as a consumer is probably still kind of challenging. So it tells me if Walmart's saying that they're going to do that in two months, put it on the product detail page as an option. It tells me that they're liking the results. And yeah. they're confident that the rollout's going to work. The second thing that I learned from the interview after talking to her was that that the pilots don't have to watch the they don't have to watch every drone one to one. So there's there's which is a new thing. They, which yeah, is a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's scale in how many they can watch. So there's scale economies at play here. And then thirdly, like um, that they, they she talked also about this being a quick thirty minute or less delivery focus, which I also think is quite smart and quite differentiating because I guarantee and. That they're big. I would. I, I'm not going to guarantee it, but I'd be pretty damn sure, pretty darn sure. Hedging your bets. Hedging your yes, bets. I'm hedging my bets. I never would guarantee anything. I don't think. But their biggest competitor, Target, has not even sniffed in this direction. Would be my hunch. But the other thing is, 
I thought about this last night. The convenience store operator who you know gets the lion's share of that quick 30-minute or less trip, yeah, they don't have the parking lot footprints to do this. Mm-hmm. And so if Walmart can stand up 30-minute or less delivery autonomously with drones, do it well, do it economically, that's a new business for them potentially, and that's big. And so I'm starting to get my arms around this in a big, bad way. So 2024 might be the year of the drone. It, it could be a big inflection point in the year of the drone. Yes. I, I agree. I mean, if, if, if Walmart, the biggest retailer in the world, can roll this out effectively and prove out the use cases that you just talked about, then yeah, I think it could be. Now, there's a big but there. Like, I think, you know, I agree with you. Pratheva was so wonderful and did, you know, the way that she thinks about this and the use cases she outlined, especially the ultra-fast delivery use cases, I think, are really compelling if that can if that can be done at scale and if they really get the penetration that they talk about getting um, with over a million customers just in that one geography. Um, she said that they have done, you know, in the tests that they've done, they're also seeing pretty impressive penetration um, in just the individual store use cases. I can't remember the exact number that she said, but it was like over a, a hundred deliveries or something within a, a very short time period. You have to double check yep. the video to make sure. But, um, but yeah, I think that like it does make more sense to get those deliveries any time of day or night you know, in in that short window of time, because you're not inhibited by the rest of the issues that you come across, not just with traffic and, you know, what's happening on the roads, but also as gig, gig workers, uh, you know, have more options to choose. Do they want your your last minute delivery? How long is it going to take you? Like Uber is a great use case or Lyft right now. Like you have, you're getting, tr- you're having trouble getting access to some of those services. So if this is like one of 40 drones that they can send out and they can service customers without having to worry about the gig labor, like that's huge. And you know what else, Andy, you just made me think of? You just, yeah. this is great. This is a great riff because I'm not going to have to tip a drone. I bet. Right. You know, and so it's going to be a cheaper option too for the average American consumer than the other options out there, which are third party drivers right now. So, and so yeah, it's thing too. Like, I just think of myself like once it gets on the PDP too, I mean, don't you just kind of want to see it happen? Like, if oh. you have the delivery options right there in front of you and it's not much more expensive, because again, to your point, like you're not paying. Uh, for a tip, you don't have to tip the driver. You don't have all these other like delivery fees associated. Like, I kind of want to try it. How cool would well, it be I don't... to like send something to your friend and be like, drone delivery, here it, here it comes. Yeah. And I was trying to look to see how Walmart's pricing this because, in theory, the delivery costs may not even be that much. There may yeah. not even be that additive. Or if you're a Walmart Plus member, maybe you get 30 minute or less drone delivery for free should you elect it. And yeah, I mean, the nerds like us, I mean, God, we would, we're trying in a second. And I want to get down to Dallas, Ann. We, I, I want to see this. I want to try this. I think it's live in Frisco, my favorite, yes. favorite part of Dallas too. So, like, let's do it. Let's let's hop on a plane and get down there and see it as soon as it happens because we got to try it out. All right, All right and before we get to the headline four, I also want to take a moment and remind everyone about manifest your your analogy in the beginning of the vacation was so apropos, Ann, of yeah. planning the next trade con- trade show conference, but manifest. The Future of Supply Chain and Logistics event is happening next month, February 5th to 7th in Las Vegas. It is where you can join 4,500 of you, 4,500 and more, actually, Anne, of your wow. industry peers to foster new strategies and build valuable connections. You can also save 
an extra $200 on the current registration rate, which is $600 off the on-site rate by visiting manifestvegas.com slash Omnitalk. And that is Omnitalk with an O. Hurry. <laughs> Prices increase Friday, January 19th. All right. Headline number four. CVS is planning to close some of its pharmacies inside of Target stores. According to the Wall Street Journal, CVS plans to close dozens of pharmacies inside Target stores at a time when pharmacy chains are struggling to grow retail profits. CVS will close the pharmacies between February and April this year, according to a company spokesperson. The closures are part of CVS's efforts to pare down its retail footprint, quote, based on our evaluation of changes in population, consumer buying patterns, and future health needs, end quote. And yes. what are your thoughts here? Well, I kind of pushed you on this one because when I read the headline, you did. yeah, you I, wanted this headline. Yeah, I was really confused. And I CVS listeners, Target listeners, if you can, you know, give us any background information on what's going on here, I would appreciate it because I don't understand. Like every time I've been to any pharmacies, they are overwhelmed by throughput. Like there is so many people, there's not enough pharmacists. Like we have all these issues happening, which I guess, you know, I understand contributes to how many store locations they can have and that kind of thing. But and staffing and staffing. Yes. But the 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 stores inside of Target closing those does not make any sense to me and for target not to have any statement coming out about this either mm. just just really confuses me because target this has got to be driving a significant portion of revenue to your stores and so what happens when you eliminate the pharmacy from the one-stop shop as a customer i mean i might be moved to now go to walmart where i can have a mammogram like we talked about last week pick up yeah, a right. prescription get dinner, like have all, get all my, you know, all my shopping done in one spot. And I just think it's a really surprising move when you are really competing, even against the likes of like Walgreens now who are adding healthcare services into their buildings too. When yep. you're competing against those individuals who have so many stores, why are you taking this out of the equation? I, I just, I'm, I don't get it. And I'd love for, for listeners to give us some input. And I'm curious what you think, Chris. Yeah, it's a great point. You know, it's it's one of the negatives of the strategy when Target decided to sell off its pharmacy business. Because should CVS go away or something like that, then suddenly, you you know, or want to close a lot of stores and suddenly, you, you know, you're out on a lurch. I guess you could sell the space to somebody else or you could start up your pharmacy business again. Although the the latter is probably incredibly unlikely. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit of an issue. The hard part for me and understand is yeah. the size and the scope of what's at play here. Now, right now, when you say dozens in a headline, right. that to me implies multiples of 12. Does it not to you 48? as well? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, but it, so to me, it means at least 24 when you say dozens, like it's not one dozen, but it's at least two dozen when it's, you know, dozens. So so I don't know, but 24, you know, if it's that many, that's a lot, you know, yeah. that's a, that's a lot of store closures. And so I think it does raise some questions. Like, like you said, pharmacies are traffic drivers. And so traffic will go away to those stores because it's an incremental trip. I mean, mm -hmm. it's an incremental trip that just gets wiped out. You're not, you're not, you're not going there for that anymore. Um, and target already has the growth problem and that doesn't help. And so the second question I have too is, you know, what does target do with that space? Yeah. You know, in the average Target store, these are probably along the wall. 
Um, so, you know, maybe they turn them into more back of house space and, and they actually get the, the benefit of having new space to do something entirely new with to reconfigure for all the shipping from store, all the pickup that's going on in a target store. So maybe it's actually not that bad of a thing in the long run because yeah. target stores probably still need that. But you know, I, it, it, it's, it, if it continues to happen as a trend line that CVS is like, you know, we don't need stores in target as much because we've got enough throughout the country. They're hard to staff. It's hard to get people to them. Then yeah, maybe, Maybe this this is not a good sign for Target's growth prospects, of which we do not know what those are, as we've said multiple times on this show. Well, thanks for giving in to me, Chris, and letting us talk about this. You brought up some some great uh, considerations for not for this still being something that we we are very much speculating on what's going on, and like you said, in the dozens, we don't even know what that trend line will look like, but. I don't know. Fill us in. Fill us in, Target. Fill us in, CVS. We want to know what's what's really going on. All right. Headline number five. Sam's Club is bringing AI-based receipt verification to all stores. That's right. According to a company press release and in our interview with Chief Growth Officer of Sam's Club, Diana Marshall, yesterday, uh, the new process is currently running as a pilot across 10 Sam's Club locations. So here is how it works. After a member completes payment, you have to use Scan and Go for this application to work. After they complete payment via Scan and Go, a combination of computer vision and digital technology deployed in the exit area of the club captures an image of your cart and verifies payment for all the items within a member's basket. The idea not only streamlines members' exits, but also allows exit greeters to refocus their time and expertise to assisting members and ensuring they have an enjoyable shopping experience, with Di- which Diana mentions in the, the interview we did with her, which is true. When you just get a, okay, you're all set, goodbye. You do kind of leave yeah. feeling a little lighter, right, Chris? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, the, the way I think about this is like, the way I can summarize it is instead of like the 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 sales associate at the end, like doing a cross-section of your basket to make sure and highlighting whatever, she's like checking it off as you go. Because you've done that all in scan and go, the system already knows what you have. And then you put your basket through some computer vision system and it does the same thing and it right. just makes it faster, right? Right. And, and faster is generally good when it comes to retail. It's generally good in people's lives. It's a universal truth, right? We want things faster. No one yes. wants to slow things down except for maybe time. But, <laughs> but, but for those reasons, Dan, I, I, I love it. Um, and the other thing, the great thing about this to me, I was thinking about this last night as I was preparing, um, it's a use case for computer vision that you and I have never thought about. I mean, yeah, been talking about it for six years, and this is one that never, I never sniffed at it, and neither one yeah. of us, had, right? And and it can really the great thing about it too is it can be applied to any scan and go setup too, mm-hmm. like literally. So which means which means less shrink also from scan and go if you think about it this way, people. So like. Um, and you get a better, faster commuter ex- uh, consumer experience as a result. So yes, you. And the other point, the other th- key thing that I'd say in tandem to those points I just mentioned is you mentioned Anna Marshall yesterday. She yes. blew my mind with some statistics, and those statistics were that twenty five percent of shoppers at Sam's Club use the Scan and Go app. Twenty five percent. That's great. I mean, and it the gro- it works. Oh, it's easy. Like, right. of course. Right. And they're making it easier, right? Mm-hmm. And the other point, though, is the growth rate on the usage is 50% year over year. Those are direct words out of her mouth that she told us. Yeah. So, so it's brilliant. 
I don't understand why Sam Slope can continue to push the envelope in this way and others can't. And, and I mean, Sam Slope, once again, proving it is as brilliant as Walmart's been and as much we've lauded Walmart on this show in the last few weeks, Sam's Club is always a step ahead of them when it comes to innovation. Yeah, I mean, Chris, I think you hit it right there. It It's a testament to Sam's Club, I think, from everyone we've interviewed there for the la- since we've been doing this show, to them actually spending time in their stores and solving problems with technology, not investing in technology because their competitors are, and then trying to find the problems to solve with that tech. Like, those te- they developed this technology internally once again, and they're just like, it's one one technology applied at a time to really improve every single choke point of the, the shopping experience. And they just continue to do it. And I think they're going to continue to see increase in usage, like you said, you know, as people find this to be a much simpler, quicker way of shopping and really increases like, I don't know how many times yesterday, Diana was talking about their NPS scores improving as people start to use yeah. this, but I think that's just going to yeah. continue to grow because you you're leaving feeling better. Like you have that positive association with the retailer. So really, really well done Sam's club. Um, and yeah, didn't she say the NPS was like 92 and it was yes. like 90, right? Yeah. Like in the nineties. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah. So people are 25% of the population is using it. 90% of the people are promoting 90 roughly are promoting ninety percent are roughly promoting it, like growing 50% a year. That's insane. And the last thing I just want to make sure we add to, because we did ask Diana about this is that not only are they improving the scan and go experience for their consumers, but they're also still allowing you to just come in and shop the store as you would a regular member have the same mm-hmm, checkout mm-hmm. experience. So those people are still going to be at the doors to allow for every type of shopping experience to take place. But they're just like they're growing with their customers. And I just think that that deserves uh, a lot of kudos for the Sam's Club team and for Diana as well. Yeah, they're basically thinking this is going to be like Starbucks pickup. Like when we used mm-hmm. to joke when we first started the show, like, hey, I'm picking up my order. Yeah, Everyone looks analogy. at me like, how come he's come walking out, right? Like, right. What did he, what's he doing that I don't know how to do? That's exactly what's going to happen at Sam's Club. That's why their usage is so high because it's yeah. on the same pattern, pattern yeah. or trajectory. All right, Chris. We... We survived. Listeners, thanks for we sticking did. with us. We did. It's been a good show. Uh, too. I've loved this show. Yes. Let's go to the lightning round. Uh, Chris, first question goes to you. New Adidas or Adidas CEO Bjorn Golden made a shocking move, giving out his personal mobile number to every single employee as a means to give them a direct line to leadership. Chris, as a former Target executive, do you applaud or dismiss giving over 60,000 global employees your direct phone number Ooh, that's a really good question do you like it before i answer this do you like it i'm curious sure sure yeah okay i I don't think think that's the only method i go with i think that yeah so that's that's what what i'll say that's the key here i actually really like it with a caveat i think you can't just put your number out there you have to have an interaction mechanism with the team that enables them to talk to you via it very easily so for example when I took over um, e-commerce for home at Target, I did this exact same thing because I learned in the field. You that, did? Yes, I did. I did this exact huh. same thing. I learned in the field that giving people access to you, especially via text messages, creates and your mobile phone creates a more intimate connection with your team members. So I, I had about roughly 100 people that, I, that were under my charge, either working directly for me or working really yeah. closely alongside my team. And so I, when I started, I said, here's my number. And on, the, like, on one of the first Fridays that, uh, when I took my role, I said, I would like each of you to text me anytime on Friday, but it's got to be on Friday, 
what is your favorite item in your assortment that you carry? So every, every buyer and every inventory analyst had to send me their favorite item. That's cool. And so it started a conversation and it broke down the barriers and it gave me something to talk to them about, you know, when I saw them. And so it's a really great move. You just, but you have to figure out that touch. I think you mm -hmm. can't just do it like, Hey, here's my number. If you got a problem, call me. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my work here is done kind of thing. Yes. That, that, that can be kind of arrogant too, if you're not careful. This, this is a great use case for AI. Like I would have some sort of input form that was collecting and gathering all the responses too, so that I could like more fluidly address like, here's, okay, I'm hearing this, I'm hearing that, but then, you know, Allowing there to be multiple touch points, I think, is key. But yeah, it'd be really easy for it'd be really easy for him to just be like every day. Like I'd like some, I'd like to interact with some portion of the organization, you know, the organization, and he could easily right. answer those. You know, like it would just take a year to do, maybe two years to hit all sixty thousand people. But but it's doable for yeah. sure. It's doable. Yeah. All right. How my second question for you is, and did you know that how to screenshot on a Mac? Yeah, is reportedly the most searched tech question with 11.8 million searches per year. I did not what know tech, that. What tech? I know I didn't either. What tech questions do you find yourself searching for repeatedly? As believe it or not, that search query is definitely the one that I search for the most. But don't you know how to do it now? Nope, you just I forget. forget every time. Oh my yep. gosh! Wow. Um, mine. Well, that's that's your. This is very like definitive of or. Uh, it shows who we are as people because mine is actually anything Excel related. Like when I have to make a formula, I have to watch a YouTube video. I'm like, how do I make this formula so that I can have a small percentage of confidence that I'm actually doing this the right way? So right, and then, and then you have me look at it and go, please help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then then I give it to you, and you're like, how long did you spend on trying to figure this? <laughs> every year, every year, my New Year's resolution is to learn something new in Excel, and it never happens. So, uh, Chris, question number three: UK supermarket chain ASDA has opened the first supermarket spa in order to promote their new health menu range. What spa service would you most want in your supermarket? Absolutely nothing. I I what? I. I, I... No, grocery and spas Get do not go out together. out of here. No, no way. We were in Wegmans yesterday, which is a fancy grocery store. The last thing I want in there is a sauna and a hot towel. And no, well, absolutely no, not. not a Get it sauna. Out. Not considered. What about like a chair massage or something? No, no. That's like at the airport. Like I don't need those at oh, the airport. I definitely don't need no. those at my I grocery store where I'm buying my fresh meats. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. I okay. love it. You go with your bad self. All right. Last one. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes or no? Point blank no, question. It's a hot dog. What kind of question is that? I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's not a hot a dog. Question. All right. Happy birthday today to Dwayne Wade, James Earl Jones, and to the man who has led me to say, don't go in there way too many times in my life, James, Jim Perry, also known as James Carey, I imagine, to his parents. Uh, and remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, Make it OmniTalk, the only retail media outlet run by two former executives from a current top 10 U.S. retailer. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice-weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day. And it also features special content that is exclusive to us. And we do it all just for you. And we try really hard to make it all fit within the preview pane of your inbox. 
Thanks as always for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. You can follow us today by simply going to youtube.com slash Retail, And that is Omnitalk Retail with an O in case anyone still wasn't sure. So until next week, and on behalf of all of us here at Omnitalk Retail, as always, be careful out there. The Omnitalk Fast Five is brought to you in association with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. The AM Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Avalara. Avalara makes tax compliance faster, easier, more accurate, and more reliable for 30,000-plus businesses and government customers in over 90 countries. Avalara leverages 1,200-plus signed partner integrations to power tax calculations, document management, tax return filing, and tax content access. Visit avalara.com to improve your compliance journey. And Williot. Williot's ambient IoT visibility platform powered by battery-free Bluetooth tags eliminates scanning for real-time end-to-end inventory visibility. For more information, head to www.williot.com slash and TGW. Revolutionize your grocery supply chain with TGW. Their experts tailor your automation solutions to your needs, ensuring you have the edge. Work with TGW before your competition does. Discover more at tgw-group.com. And Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four interest-free payments over six weeks. Learn more at sezzle.com.